0: Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for today. And I am so thrilled to be bringing you another week of our special series, all devoted to preparation for Christmas. This week, we get to focus on peace. And to walk us through this conversation, it is my pleasure to welcome Pastor Paul Rose. He is the lead pastor of the Bemidji First Assembly of God Church. Welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. What a privilege it is.
0: Well, it's I've been so excited to meet you because, of course, I've heard all about you. You know, Pastor Paul. Pastor Paul, right? You probably get this every once in a while, right?
1: I I don't know
0: pastors, right? Sometimes I think people want your autograph as much as somebody they see on the television, right?
1: I don't know. I've never had one, so (laughs) ask me. So I don't know, but
0: it's I I it's always fascinated me because even in preparing for the series. I have been excited to be welcoming pastors because so many times we just bring on, not just, but we bring on regular people talking about their testimonies of how God is working in their life. Right. Throughout this four weeks, we're really focusing in on the word and what we can learn about it. So it's a different perspective. And I love that for me because I'm always learning. I think people always want to learn, right? And learn Absolutely. from each
1: other. Yeah. And, and as pastors, we're learning as well.
0: Yeah. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Yes, I love this. Well, I often it's so funny as we get into peace. I was thinking about Jesus the other day. I think about him a lot, but in a different way, I was thinking about him. And I thought, how is Jesus learning from others during the time he was walking on the earth? Because he had relationships with people. He had conversations with people. And I often think about that, that what are the ways he was learning from other people? I have so many questions. for him. <laughs> One day I'm asking all of them. So I asked you to come in today, we want to talk about peace, and you really, one of the things I really enjoyed is that you sent me four main concepts that Mm -hmm. we're going to talk about. The fact that Jesus is peace, Jesus gives peace, we should pursue peace with God and pursue peace with others. Right. This is profound.
1: Yeah, I just, I think that peace is on everyone's heart and minds, Um, and so I often like to just give the why behind the what, you know, why? Why peace? You know, I know we could have talked about hope and joy, and there were others that you asked me to do, and the Lord just laid on my heart peace, because there's been a lot of things that have been happening in our lives recently that rob us of our peace. You look at, you know, the national level, what's going on in politics, you know, questions medically, you know, that, that we've dealt with on, on the education level, you know, even the social justice movements and all the, there's so many things that have fought peace in our lives. And the thing that the Lord was even telling me this morning uh, as I was praying over this is that pe- people are so desperate for peace, but there's so much peace available. It's not that there's a lack of supply of peace. It's just that we're looking in the wrong place.
0: I'm I'm so glad you said that. I was actually just thinking about this the other day. I was having a conversation with someone and they said, I just have so much chaos. I can't Mm -hmm. find peace in my life. And I said, well, where are you looking? Right. And everybody's looking to all these other distractions, whether it be drinking or television or just so many different things. And I am not implying in any way, shape or form that in moderation, those things are quote bad. I get Mm -hmm. really nervous about when people start labeling things as good and bad. However, when those things become a substitute for Absolutely. and we don't have an inner peace, clearly there's a disconnect there. Right. And and yet why are we so afraid to seek this peace?
1: Yeah, and so peace is so readily available, but I think even, you know, as we're talking about the holidays, The holidays bring their own unique set of stressors. You know, we got the shopping, the cooking, the parties, the invitations, you know, family members, who's going to be around the table? Who are you not looking forward to? So there's just a lot of things, you know, nationally, you know, that's happening to everyone and then just things in our own life personally that are just such a a, a rob of our peace. And so you're absolutely right. Um, Peace is important all throughout the year, but especially now in the holiday season. So that's why we're here. That's what we're here to talk about.
0: So... Can we start with Jesus's Absolutely, peace yeah. because He just is. He yeah. is the Prince of Peace. Yeah. I love. I mean, I want to start singing now, like some kind <laughs> of a Christmas carol or something. But let's talk about Jesus's peace. Yeah.
1: So both the Old Testament and the New Testament reference Jesus uh, as our peace. So in Second Thessalonians three sixteen, it says, "Now may the Lord of peace Himself give you peace." And I love this at all times and in every way. So there's no you know there's no place there's no situations where you can't find peace because he is our peace and in Isaiah nine six we know the prophecy we you know we preach about this at Christmas time for us to uh, for uh, unto us a child is born to us a son is given and we know that that's Jesus and I love this the government will be on his shoulders so the weight of everything is on him we carry weight that we're not meant to carry but who is this Jesus he will be called wonderful counselor mighty God. Everlasting Father, and yes, Prince of Peace. And so, we're, but the problem is where we want peace between, you know, you and I, and, and that absolutely is a factor, we're going to talk about that, what Jesus really, you know, what he came for was to bring that peace between us and God. You know, we look for peace on a horizontal level between, you know, you know other people, but really what we're lacking. And really what God wants first and foremost in our lives is for us to have peace between us and him. And Jesus did that. He did that. He purchased our our peace. He secured our peace on the cross.
0: Yes. Amen. And it's so interesting that we almost can't talk about Christmas without talking about the cross. right? And this has always fascinated Mm -hmm. me because I even think about the fact that when he came to us, you know, he's in this, if we want to call it a manger. I think it was probably more like a feeding trough right. for the animals, but there's wood. And then we have a wooden cross, yeah. not that much. I mean, really, if we start to really look at the the spectrum here, there's so much around that. Right. And, and so I'm so glad that you brought that up. So when we think about this, Jesus is peace component. Where do people start that are not experiencing that? Where, how do we get people on the, here's what you need to know?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, that's why, you know, one of the things that, you know, the, when you ask me to, you know, give some points, you know, that pursue peace with God, you know, that's what we need to do. Romans 14, fourteen nineteen says, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. So one of the things that I often deal with most as a pastor is this issue, you know, does God really love me? You know, after all I've done, you know, can I really have peace? And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening, you know, that God is faithful even when we're not. You can have peace with God. You just have to come to him. He's not going to force this peace. I mean, Jesus left heaven, came to earth. I mean, we think of peace as when we get to heaven, but we can have peace here on earth. Why? You know, because Christ walked on this earth. He lived with us and he showed us a better way. And he says, you know what? This peace I have, it's in my nature And I want to give it to you. I don't hold this to just myself. I want to give this to you. But he's not going to force himself on you. You know, we were talking a little bit earlier that you're married. You know, he didn't force your love on your husband or he didn't force his love on you. But, you know, you receive this love and you give this love. And it's the same way with God. You know, we need to pursue that peace, knowing that that peace is available, knowing that Jesus provided that peace through the cross. And he says, it's yours for the taking. You know, we're going to be wrapping gifts. We're going to be giving gifts. And we love getting gifts. Who doesn't love getting a gift? But you just have to receive it. It's as simple as that. You know, Jesus made it really simple. The gospel is really simple. We complicate things. But it's just simply like, Lord, you know what? If this is what you're giving, I know I need that. I can't find it anywhere else. So I'm going to receive it from you. And so that's just the first step is is desiring that. And then the next thing is simply just saying, okay, the way that I've been doing my life, it's just not working. So when people are talking about that and they're struggling, man, should I, should I go with God? Should I believe in God? Should I follow God? I simply ask them, well, if you don't and you go a different direction, how's that working for you? And oftentimes when they, they can answer that question, like, you know what, it's just not working. Well then, okay, let's get let's God a try. Knowing what he's done for you. That he's done all the heavy lifting, everything to secure this peace, to forgive you of your sins, to give you a fresh start. He's already done that. All you have to do is say, I want it.
0: Yeah. There's something in here when you bring up this point, it's about humbling ourselves. Because I think so many times we, I almost think it's a societal thing. It's a flesh thing, but I can do it myself and I am all this and I'm all that. And this really does mean admitting I really can't do it on my own. This is really hard for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, pride often gets in the way. Now, you know, as pastors too, you know, that we think, well, you know, as pastors we have to be a certain way or we have to look a certain part. But no, God resists the proud. But what does he do to the humble? He gives grace. Grace is something that I don't deserve, but I get. And you know what? That's what God wants to do for each one of us. He says, none of you deserve this. But I love you so much that I want to give it to you anyways, because I know you need it. And he knows that we can't do it by ourselves. We're not strong enough.
0: I often think about it. You hit the nail on the head when you were talking about people will often be in this chaotic journey. They know what they're doing isn't working. And we're sitting here saying there is a solution. There is an answer. Right. And God is the answer. God is the one that you want. But isn't it fascinating the journeys people take to find God?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And oftentimes when, you know, family members are going to be sitting across the table, you know, the ones that you've been praying for, the ones that are going to show up for the holidays that maybe don't know God, or they're, you know, they're, they're going through a hard time. And so when I tell people, you know, if words don't work, just let your life speak just let your actions let your character you know how you carry yourself how you respond cuz people know our stuff you know christians are not exempt from suffering from trials and stuff and so you, the people around you know your your stuff and so but how you carry yourself and how you present christ that way through your actions through your responses Uh, that speaks louder than sometimes even words. But because of the way you live your life and you carry yourself, and 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 so important, we talked even earlier about the way just to glorify God in everything, then when you glorify God through your actions, then people want to hear what you have to say.
0: Amen. Well, and this is what I love is that, and I've been talking uh, lately on the program about revelations and how the Lord is really using testimonies to bring people to Him, because I do believe that it's through these testimonies people witness the Lord. And when they see it in action, that's when people change. We often talk in life about people need to experience something to want a piece of that. And the more that we can demonstrate that, I mean, I don't think yelling at people is working. If we have (laughs) not learned that yet, it's not working. But when people see us living with joy and with love and with peace, it's like, I want that. And the good news is you don't have to walk into a store and buy it. The price has already been paid. That's right. But we do have to ask for it, right? Yes, we do. And this is the piece. And I always talk about God as a gentleman. And I love that you say he's not going to force himself. He is there. Mm -hmm. He's a gentleman. Mm -hmm. And so he's not going to be on the run or cursing or anything, right? Right. To get what Mm -hmm. he wants. Because, of course, he wants us to be with him.
1: Mm -hmm. He loves us. Yeah, he's not going to force because when you force yourself, it's not love. Right. Love is a, a, a freely given and a freely received. It's it's relationship.
0: Oh my gosh, it is so relationship. We have a lot more to talk about. We have already covered Jesus is peace. We've talked about pursuing our peace with God, but oh my goodness, we need to talk so much more about how we're gonna pursue peace with others and how we're gonna continue to love on people. We're taking a brief pause. We are talking with Pastor Paul Rose of the Bemidji First Assembly of God Church. This is Devin Gregor, live, joy, share, joy. We'll be right back.
1: Services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services Inc., a registered investment advisor.
0: This is Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy and Live Joy, Share Joy. I like to be infused with joy all the time. Every Monday through Friday, I do an Infusion of Joy video on Facebook and Instagram. I cover a topic related to joy and provide insights, perspectives, and distinctions, as well as offer an opportunity for you to continue digging even deeper into your own joy. Make sure you're following me on the Life Full of Joy Facebook page and on Instagram at Live Joy, Share Joy. Are you currently renting your home? Give Team Aylesworth, Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Real Living First Realty a call. Trust them to help guide you through the home buying process. With interest rates as low as they are, now is a good time to take that leap into being a homeowner. The award-winning customer service team is ready to make you their priority. Call Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Make owning a home your reality today. Welcome back to Live Joy, Share Joy. This is Deb McGregor. We are talking about peace, and with us is Pastor Paul Rose. He is the lead pastor of the Bemidji First Assembly of God Church. Welcome back to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me. I've enjoyed our talk so far. Well,
0: this has been a very engaging conversation. (laughs) Peace can be very engaging. One of the things that you and I had talked about is that God really does want us to pursue peace with others. Mm -hmm. And of course, we know that can't happen without pursuing that peace with God. Right. But let's talk a little bit about that, because I'm pretty sure that most of us here have had an experience or two or three where there wasn't really peace at the right. Thanksgiving table. Or maybe it started out great. Right. And then the topic comes up, right, that tends to set everybody up. Absolutely. Next thing you know, it's like, hello, where are we at? Um <laughs> Do you have any of those kind of examples?
1: Oh man, uh, how much time do you have?
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's use an example because I think I think it's important for to see yeah. this happens for pastors too, right?
1: Yeah. So over the past two years, I mean, there's been multiple opportunities. You know what I've seen is that the times have made people very divided. You, you know, we can name three topics off the top of our head, which everybody is talking about right now. And so our job as pastors is to bring both sides together. And what I often tell people is keep Christ the center. You know, don't let the government be the center. Don't be, you know, the, the news station that you listen to be, you know, the center of your life or, you know, vaccinations, all that kind of stuff. You know, keep Christ the center. And so when you have very polarizing positions, you know, and, you know, people want you to take a stand or they're not at the place that you are. The first thing that that I need to do as a pastor is I need to surrender my position to God. You know, I I often tell people that people mean more than the position, and oftentimes we forget that. You know, we go more into a a disagreement, but then the disagreement turns into disrespect. And I never want to disrespect somebody just because I disagree with them. So that starts with, you know, you said pursuing peace with God. And so I need to surrender my position to God. And say that person means more to me. So my aunt, my uncle, you know, my brother, whoever is around the table, they mean more to me than my position. And I want to glorify you. So I need to submit first to God. Now, the second thing is, is that we need to go in with the intent to understand what they're saying. Cause oftentimes when you have disagreements between people, you're not listening with the intent to understand. You're just waiting for them to stop. And all you're doing while they're talking is you're just loading up the ammunition of what you want to say and respond to that. Because you're right, they're wrong. And so I've really just had to humble myself first before the Lord and then open my ears to say, Lord, I just really want to understand where they're coming from. We may not agree, but you know, there may be something deeper that I could be missing. Because if I don't have a heart to understand and I'm just waiting for them to stop Then again, it's back to me and it's not about that other person. So when we go into that table or that living room or wherever it might be, you have to, as as Paul said in in, in Philippians, you know, prefer one another above yourselves. Mm. So I I need to do that. I need to prefer my aunt more than myself, that person more than my position. And I can't tell you how many times in my office I've had to do that or just, you know, standing in line and listening to what people have to say when you're, you know, shopping cart at Walmart, wherever you might be at, (laughs) because everybody's talking. Everybody has these ideas in their mind. So number one, humble yourself before God. Get your heart ready. Secondly, listen with the intent to understand. And then no matter, you know, if you don't come to an agreement, you still respect that person's position. You still care. And you need to let that person know, you know what? We don't agree. But I, I still love you. I want you to know that. I want them to walk away that they mean more to me than the position that I'm taking.
0: I love the distinction that you made between disagreeing and disrespecting. Yeah. They are two completely <laughs> yeah. different yeah. things. And I love that you are bringing this into this conversation because we don't need to make someone else wrong to make ourselves right. Right. And when we are in that place of respecting and seeing and hearing someone, Mm -hmm. it completely changes the conversation. And when we can have fruitful conversations like that, it makes all the difference. I think the challenge is that what's happening is there's a lot of disagreeing without the respecting going on. Yeah.
1: And so when if you can disagree, but still be respectful, that means you're not going to be able to come to an agreement. But you know what? They're still going to respect you and they're still going to want to be a part of your life. You know, if you disrespect someone, they're just automatically going to cut you off and they're not going to want anything more to do with you. And that's not what we want. We want that relationship to continue. And so, if, but that's where that respect comes in because I want them to know more than anything, I care about them, I hear you, and I'm not always right. Right. So,
0: well, and the minute we think we are always right, right, there's that's a Mm -hmm. whole nother conversation. And what is also fascinating is, I mean, there's a whole brain component to this because the reality is in that conversation, what is the truth anyway? Yeah, You know, what we know is we know the truth of Jesus Christ. Right, and right. this is the piece. And I love that you say when we keep that focus and, and ground in the Lord, mm-hmm. we're fine. Yeah. I also love that one thing we can always do is. When we are struggling to love someone, we can still love them with the love of Christ. Right. We can still give them the peace of Christ. So no matter how we're feeling mm-hmm. in our heart or in our soul, if there's a wound there, I always invite people in conversations that I have, if that's a struggle for you, invite to love with the love of the Lord, mm-hmm. because his love is there. right? And that is so fluid. And I know for me, in times of some things that I've even dealt with in my own life, I had to do that for time periods until my heart was healed enough that I was like, okay, now I can love with my love. Now I can give the peace that is coming. It still comes from God, but I've been able to bridge that gap internally. So it's no longer just coming from one element. Right. It's sort of like spirit and flesh coming together yeah. in those moments.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Because it's we, we're able to give because what have, has been given to us You know, what has been given to us, it's the salvation, it's the forgiveness, you know, it's the reconciliation, the peace between us and God. So we've been given that, and as recipients, we understand that and what it means. And so that does help us be able to give to someone else who hasn't experienced that. And so, you know, one of the scriptures that that talk about pursuing peace with others is that it says that blessed are the peacemakers, Jesus said, but they shall be called children of God. And children of God, I thought about that, that we show the character, you know, Jesus is the Prince of Peace. So he lived it, he walked it, he taught it, he showed us by the cross. And now we carry that DNA, that those characteristics of Christ. And it says, we shall be called sons, and uh, children of God. Uh, and so we show the character of Christ. So they may not accept our words, you know, but they can ex- accept, you know, the love that we give them. And they don't even know where it's coming from, but because we know uh, what's been given to us, we can give it away. And you know what? We get to glorify God with that when we're quick to forgive, when we let go of grudges, when we don't get offended. People get so offended over everything these days. But again, if that peace of God, if we have that peace, we don't have to be so easily offended uh, by everything that people are saying. Why? Because we care— we carry the characteristic of Christ and we get to bless him and we get to glorify him just by living it out. And if we get to share and we should share, that's great. But you know, we have opportunity all throughout our lives through the busyness, through the hectic schedule. You know, there's going to be things that don't go our way, but how do we carry ourselves? You know, what are we showing in those moments? Are we showing that we lack peace or do we show that we're full of peace? Even when things are are not going right.
0: I love that we are talking about this because When we see someone who is truly with the Lord and really living this life, we do see peace. We do see love. We do see joy. We do see hope. So here's what's fascinating to me about that. Those are the four key components of this preparation time before Christmas. So how do we connect? I mean, there's something that all of a sudden is feeling very profound about this, that these four themes as we're preparing for Christmas are the same things that when we truly see someone walking with the Lord, right? That we see in them. Yep, yep. That's interesting.
1: That is interesting, and 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 that's why I said that that peace and you know joy, love, it's so readily available, you know. But are we taking the time to receive it? Where are we going, you know, when we're lacking? When, you know, when we're angry, when we're hurt, when we're confused, when we're afraid, you know, of of what's going on or what's gonna, you know, what's gonna happen to us? And that's where I think you know. That peace comes in, you know, that Jesus not only is peace, but he gives peace. And so if you know where to go, you're never going to lack. Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. So he didn't take it with him. He said, my peace, I give you. John fourteen twenty seven. I do not give to you as the world gives. You know what? The world gives temporary peace. And we all have those. You know, you know one of the things I like to do is I just like to go to movies by myself you know, I'm around people and I'm talking all the time. I just like to just be quiet, you know, and so that's not bad, you know, you know finding peace in different means. But again, our faith can't rest in the peace that the world gives. Our, our peace has to lie in what Jesus gives. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So no matter what we're facing, we have to go back to Jesus and say, Jesus, I need that peace. Because, you know what, I, I'm lacking in that, or I just need more because the situation requires it, you know, so.
0: Well, and as you're speaking to that, the fact that Jesus does give us this peace, when we are pursuing with peace with God, really, in a sense, that's all connected, right? Right. You know, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. I yep. mean, it's, it's all connected mm-hmm. anyway. I, I love that you brought up that you just go to a movie and veg out. because yeah. Because we understand this, right? right? When you're constantly around people, you know, yep. you need to do that. Um, we should remind people, though. Pursuing that relationship with the Lord can come from reading the word. Mm-hmm. It can be time in prayer.
1: Absolutely. It can
0: be fellowship yep. uh, where you are actually digging into the word yep. and talking about what the Lord is is doing. Yep. Examples of that. Yeah. Have I missed anything that's really key for that because I I I'm just want quiet time. I think it's a Jesus took quiet yeah. time.
1: Yeah, no it, um quiet time's huge. You know, we just got off uh deer hunting season, so I love to sit in a stand and just be in nature and just, you know, God is all around us. And so if we just take the time, we will find him. He's not hard to find, but we just have to be willing to pursue. It has to be a desire of ours. In this holiday season, you know, make God the most part uh, of your holidays. You know, don't, you know, we're talking about feasting this, you know, as we're recording this, Thanksgiving's coming up. You know, we're going to feast. That's not an issue. But do we do that with the Lord? You know, do we do we sit? Do we take that time to read? Do we take that time to pray? I would say another thing that we lack is being honest and communicate, you know, our our pain, our struggle. So if you're lacking peace, go to a godly person, someone you trust and say, you know what, I'm I'm just not okay. And I I say this often in, in our church. It's okay not to be okay. It's just not okay to stay that way. And so it's, it's okay to be not be, be open, be honest. Confession brings healing. And so if you're lacking that, don't, like you said that earlier, don't try to think that you have it all by yourself and you can do it all by yourself. Go to someone and say, I, I need help. And hopefully and prayerfully that person's going to bring you to God.
0: Amen. It is so true, isn't it? Yeah. Pastor Paul, you are amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. I mean, my goodness. Jesus <laughs> is peace. Jesus gives peace. Pursue peace with God and pursue peace with absolutely. others. I mean, what more can we ask right. for, right?
1: That's right.
0: We need a little more peace in this world. That's right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining my us. My pleasure. Thank and you. And this has been really insightful and full of wisdom. Thank you.
1: Yeah, my pleasure. Thanks. Anytime.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you to all of you for choosing to listen. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. We also want to thank Philip Elke for engineering our program today. Please go out, make sure you are spreading joy into the world. Have a great day, everyone. Live, joy,